Hello, everyone. Hello. You're, you're all hearing that voice? He's he's back. He has returned to us. Brett is back in town. Well, actually, that's not true. Brett, you're in Perth, aren't you? I'm on the other side of the country now, everybody. Um, obviously, if you're listening to this, you may have gone from the beginning all the way through, but slotted halfway through our uh, first season is the COVID-19 crisis. So we have all like cockroaches in the night with the lights turned on left sydney and oh, beside charlotte i'm and, still um, here yeah yes brett is in perth i'm in rural tasmania and charlotte's in sydney it's a we're a motley band scattered across the nation and that is but why the chamisee was out of sync and not because we do that That's every it. time it was out of sync it's never been in sync once so you know, at least we're still true to form in that respect <laughs> some things change some things stay the same it's comforting. It is. It is comforting. You know, some, some normalcy is needed in these uncertain times. Now, everyone, today's episode is going to be a little special one because we're talking about something that we've all seen. All of us are up to date on this. We all share very similar knowledge on this, but we're going to put two things up against each other. We're going to talk Attack on Titan versus Game of Thrones. Now, for those of you out there who are big Game of Thrones fans, the reason we are doing this is because Attack on Titan is quite similar in many, many ways. And that is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the pros, the cons of both, why you should watch Attack on Titan if you are a Game of Thrones fan. Of course, we're going to get into that dreadful final season of Game of Thrones. And of course, without spoiling too much, the way we're going to look at this is we're going to assume that you've seen Game of Thrones, but you haven't seen Attack on Titan. So that's going to affect how much we get into the Attack on Titan stuff because we don't want to start dropping spoilers on y'all. However, for those of you who are across both of these mediums and are just here for a perverse look into a debate, well, you're going to pick up what we're throwing down, but it's not going to be as clear cut as it might be because, like I say, we're not here to drop spoilers on people. We're here to get you all involved. So, everybody. Well said. That was beautiful, now, Sam. Thank you so much. I, I was up till like 2 a.m. writing that. Now, let's talk about Attack on Titan, the phenomenon that is Attack on Titan. 2013, this anime debuted, and it blew people's minds. It was one of the biggest animes to hit the West ever. It was a phenomenon. Do you remember it, Charlotte? Do you remember when it happened? Oh, yes, I do. It was um, one of those rare occasions where normies were coming up to me and talking to me about it because, you know, it was just a big old, everyone knew what it was. I remember hearing about it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was a whole didn't thing. didn't go looking for it. Mm. No, I got you into this. You, you only just watched it this year, am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I started at the end of last year and I, uh, yeah, by January I was, yeah, I was hooked and finishing it off. I, I like that you use the word phenomena. I obviously wasn't a part of the phenomena. Mm. I'm reserved. I've got some very clear opinions on why I think Game of Thrones is a superior product. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how you feel about that, Charlotte, because I know how much you love Attack on Titan and, you you know, in your own right, you like Game of Thrones to a certain point. Yeah, I have a lot of feelings about it because I think it's – yeah, I'm interested to seeing what you're throwing down because I've got a couple of points to come back with, but I feel like there's arguments for both. However, I'm going to stick with Attack on Titan on this one, I think. Now, before we jump into getting into this, Brett, yeah. why don't you give us your review of Attack on Titan in a nutshell? Well, look, for a start, I, actually, I love the series, but in a nutshell, it follows a character, Eren, learning a 
about the world that he's in. We follow that character and essentially he lives in a world that's divided in, into class structures and they're constantly under attack by these Colossus Titans uh, of which we don't know what they are, where they are, only that they uh, need human flesh to survive seemingly. It's yeah. Yeah, very much set in a steampunk-esque kind of semi-medieval type thing in which humans as we know them, live behind these giant, giant walls. No one knows at the beginning of the series how these walls were erected. All that they know is that outside of these walls are these man-eating titans, these humanoid creatures, and you might have seen them if you've ever... I'm sure you've seen a meme of them somewhere. You have to be living under a rock if you haven't, if you internet at all. And basically these things attack the human beings. They don't need them to survive per se, but they love eating humans. And upon seeing a human, they will do everything in their power to devour them. The only thing keeping humanity safe are these giant walls which are, act as both a protection and a cage. And that is essentially the premise we start with. And as Brett said, it gets much more complicated. And the whole thing, what I love about the series is that it changes so much. Like a lot of people criticize that first season, the phenomenon that it was, as just being a bit of an edgy, like thrill fest. But then of course he changes the vibe and the, the style of the show so often uh, as the seasons progress. And the central mystery of the whole thing is what is in the basement. I'm not gonna go any much further into that, but that is the big point of contention, which I'm sure Brett is going to talk about. It's a big contentious issue online for people. And of course, we must now talk about why it's similar to Game of Thrones. I mean, just, just from my description there, I'm sure you can see how it's similar, semi-medieval, it's all you know, political, political games and class structures and all these sorts of things. In fact, Attack on Titan is very much based in Norse mythology, actually, which probably yeah. you guys haven't quite got up to yet, where the manga's up to and where the next season goes. A lot of it's based in Norse mythology, whereas, of course, George R.R. R. Martin based a lot of Game of Thrones off the War of the Roses, Ivanhoe, uh, all of those sorts of, you know, classic medieval historical stories. It's super important to note that when we say there's a, it's a really easy to draw that comparison, I think you're right in saying that if you watch just season one of Attack on Titan, you'll probably be thinking this is nothing like Game of Thrones because really Game of Thrones at a heart is a political game. It's a Game mm. of Thrones. And it's not until the second season. You know, the first season of Attack on Titan is all about just like really black and white survival, like us versus them and you don't think. But then when you realise, as Sam said, that he changes the genre, he gets really into that stuff. It happens all in the second season and later. But it's one of those things, that, and same with Game of Thrones, where you watch it back and you go, oh, that makes sense to me now. So it's really good for rewatchability purposes. And I think Game of Thrones has that appeal as well, except the last season. But I think that when you describe something as steampunk, I don't think the Attack on Titan is steampunk. And I think people be off put by that because steampunks are really like dated, you know, 2002 aesthetic that I really don't think, I think it's just medieval. I don't think it's steampunk. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll accept that. I've, yeah. I've seen it described as steampunk many, many times on, uh, by many people online and in reviews and whatnot. However, it's definitely got its its own technology. Yeah. Yes. Industrial. Based in steampunk punk but it yeah that industrial it, i mean avatar does the same sort of style the last airbender and legend of Korra. people get um, so um, off put by steampunk though i've had this conversation so many sure. times like if something's really, really heavily oh yeah like that whole aesthetic is really dated and it's like hard because a lot of good anime shows are very much so based in beautiful artwork with that but i don't think attack on titan falls into that category of being dated yep, visually fair enough yeah no definitely yeah no not. fair enough definitely not. but there is an element instead of steampunk let's say there's a technology at the heart of this culture yep. that is that drives a lot of it totally and a lot of us with literal and that, steam and finding out about <laughs> all right sam that technology <laughs> is <laughs> oh is that steam must be is that punk like I don't know. <laughs> it's oh. 
It's just steam. It's medieval steam, okay? It's steam yeah. technology. Yep. All right, it's a new genre, okay? Hajime Siyama's <laughs> pushing crazy new genres on us, people. Yeah, he's a genius. I can't. <laughs> he's a wow. He is a genius. He is a genius, in fairness. I, and sorry, just to pick up on what you were saying, um, Charlotte, is, yeah, like it, Game of Thrones is more of a, a political drama, but Attack on Titan certainly, as you get into it, starts to bring class, power, corruption that really does start to unfold as the as the show goes on yeah but in that first season it's very sort of just follows one character's point of view doesn't it yeah yeah to sort of get us into the world i think the main thing it has in common in the first season of attack on titan versus the same season the first season of game of thrones is the brutality of it i think that people were really drawn to the shock of game of thrones um, that your yes. favourite characters are never safe. You never know what's going to happen. Everyone knows the end of season one of Game of Thrones that a main character is killed off. That's a pretty – I mean, we're just assuming here this is spoilerific, but as Sam said, running on the assumption you've seen Game of Thrones at least season one. That was a huge shock for everyone. Attack on Titan takes that and amplifies it by about a 1,000. So, like, uh, it's just the most <laughs> brutal thing. And if people were kind of shocked and enjoyed the thrill of the Game of Thrones, like, no one's safe, it's pretty brutal, like, your favourite characters may lose a battle, they might be killed, you don't even know what's going to happen. Attack on Titan has that same level of kind of thrill-seeking for that, I think. So I think that's, to me, other than the game and the actual political drama, I think the brutality of both of them would appeal. Not to say people love brutality. And killing of killing of lead characters very unceremoniously and frequently. Yep. Both both of these shows share them in spades. And both of them also introduce minor characters that you don't think are going to have anything to do with the story and then all of a sudden they're, you know, put in the spotlight. I think we spoke about that a few episodes back. It was that amazing ability to sort of plant somebody that's memorable enough and then give them a bit more context or even give them the... The, give them entire episodes yeah indeed and, and that was kind of fantastic um as well yeah is this a is this a natural point for me to say on review i think there are a lot of flaws with attack on time yeah. no? okay. things like i know i sound like i'm going back but i do feel like some of the character developments are quite thin uh, possibly there's more to come i also believe that this this driving towards the basement which i have seen and i do know what what it holds i do know what it holds what um it gives us as an audience it has the same sort of effect that game of thrones had with the white walkers i think Mm -hmm. that we and and with the dragons and they actually you know dropped a lot of symbolic items or places or people that they needed to journey to to find out more what i think game of thrones does better is it has this or the world is so the world doesn't really change like everything is sort of set up in the world um for it to be supernatural even though nothing supernatural really happens for a few seasons and one thing the basement did for me was it was kind of like oh, okay that's what it is mm-hmm. i don't think i was as satisfied as i could have mm-hmm. been i don't know why and maybe it's got something to do with the source material you might want to alleviate that but i just feel like this drive to the basement was a bit thin as well well it's funny you say that because a lot of people online when they're reading because i've been reading the manga because there's for many people who don't know the reason the attack on titan phenomenon did somewhat die down is because it started off with a massive bang but then there were four years four years between season one and season two for the anime long time i obviously couldn't wait and i just read the manga so i've been following both sets of fan bases on you know the anime world and the manga world 
And Brett, your your response to the basement reveal was very common at the time. Uh, most people were like, what the fuck is this? What is going on here? It's what he does next, which is quite phenomenal. Now, as for what he's doing right now, sure. it's about to finish. So the final season is coming up this year, unless COVID ruins that, like it's ruined everything else. The manga itself is is, is going to finish this year, no, no doubt. Uh, and he's at a certain point now where a lot of people are like, oh God, is he going to stick the landing? You know, is, is he going to do a Game of Thrones himself? Which he's actually a very a stated avid fan of. Hajime Asayama is a huge fan of Game of Thrones, but he didn't like the last season. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, everybody else. It's kind of um, unfair to judge a show that hasn't had that chance. Because Game of Thrones really cooked it hard. Yes. So Yes. So it's still an amorphous uh, position. It's still a movable feast here with, with Isayama, whether he lands Attack on Titan. But all we can we can all agree. Like Game, Game of Thrones, Game Game of Thrones did Game of Thrones did suck. I can't but like knowing how productions are put together, I can't see how they would have been able to I mean, unless they pulled a rabbit out of the hat how they were ever going to be able to wrap that storyline up in one season. There's just so much left unanswered as well. And it's all, it just all boils down to, uh, I, I believe, is would, you know, Kit Harrington and um, Amelia Clark probably ready to leave. They weren't going to stick around for two, you know, three more years of filming. So they probably just put themselves in a position without even realising it that, meant they had to get out of it somehow and what i will give them kudos for yeah but i will give them kudos for at least at least the production company for finishing it which um often doesn't happen with american television that often doesn't happen well with hbo if you think about it too unfortunately they sort of set something up that's fantastic great world great characters Unfortunately, they have been known to cook well, it. Well, we're kind of talking about it like it was really... Oz is a great yeah, example. Yeah, we're talking about Game of Thrones as though it was like so good until the last season. That's not true. It really started losing steam way earlier on than that. Like, And they, the writers did a bit of a true. lost on themselves, so they kind of um, dug themselves these crazy storylines. And I know that they're based on the novels, but obviously they they had to diverge from George R. R. Martin's series because they caught up to the books and they had to keep going. And um, I just feel like, to me, Game of Thrones is like best a soap opera with dragons um (laughs) i do understand what you're saying brett about attack on titan i will concede that there are characters there who don't who are quite thinly they don't really develop that much however the timeline of attack on titan is honestly like the whole thing takes place other than the time skips that happen twice most the majority takes place in about a year so these characters are like really forced and they kind of just got one goal so it became more about the battles and how they handle things like in the immediate and all the information as opposed to Game of Thrones, which was way more, had a longer time for development, yet they still didn't develop the characters that well. And there's a lot of characters who went backwards there too. So I kind of feel like they yeah, tried they also... and there was a lot of, I mean, let's talk about Jamie. That's a terrible character progression in the end, started well. <laughs> uh, Daenerys, like, it is kind of, you know, to me it was like it felt very samey-samey every season of Game of Thrones, whereas Attack on Titan surprises me every season. Yeah, but your main characters, the, there's only a handful that I find deeply interesting, like Levi and Erwin. Erin is one of the, the most poorly executed main characters I've ever Wait seen. Wait for it. He actually is dry. Wait for it. Okay. Okay. But, so, but like, f- for now, to like peg to peg like an entire series around this kid who who's only driving force. Again, sorry everybody. Um, is but you find this out in the first episode. Um, it's revenge. His only driving force is revenge. Okay, I won't. 
Yeah. I'll stop you there. It's revenge. But yeah, it's revenge. Isn't that the and whole of Game of Thrones? That everyone's like can be boiled down to that, or every fantasy, <laughs> or every series that we've ever talked about on this show. Like it's, I know it's flimsy at best, but fantasy is pretty limited for that stuff. Like truly. Sure, but he also doesn't really morally. He doesn't really. I don't find him sort of develop much over the course of it either. That that drive doesn't really. Very rarely does he reflect on the harm he does as well. So, I don't mind that. Maybe they're going to wrap all that. I kind up. of feel like I, I know what you're saying, and I will, and I will actually, yes, concede that Aaron is not a particularly interesting main character, and he's got one thing driving him. I do think that it's pretty common, and it is an anime. It's either you love it or you hate it. They, the protagonists tend to be kind of blah, you know, and the reasoning for that <laughs> is that so you can put yourself sure. into their shoes, and that's a fantasy trope that's like a video game like if you're playing a video game the protagonist they hardly even speak you feel like you're them surrounded by a bigger world i think that's sort of the technique but all i'll say is that yeah i think he could have used a lot more character development that kind of thing which i'm sam keeps on looking at us like just keep reading the manga i'm, like, I'm sure it'll all come around but like we can't we'll do another episode when it ends and we're very disappointed I, in it i'm genuinely <laughs> but i'm genuinely interested on that topic too is like like they're both from source materials obviously that's a very common thing to do in anime go to the manga it's already there like even the visual style's already there i feel like well i guess my question is um yeah do you think we're going to be satisfied from what the manga's already produced sam with attack on titan yes yes it is uh look there's a lot of question marks right now in fact a new chapter at the time of this recording is about to drop uh chapter 129 uh, there are a lot of question marks in the air now because it's really starting to approach its end game. So, like I say, Charlotte, when, when it does finish, we'll be able to come and wrap this up totally. But there are still a lot of there are a lot of balls in the air still, right? However, Game of Thrones, I think it's a pretty fair consensus for everybody in the world, let alone just us three, that that final two seasons, even two and a half, three, fucking trash, man. They were fucking trash, dude. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right so i mean honestly i watched game of thrones like everybody at the start because again like attack on titan phenomenon and game of thrones continued to be a phenomenon for a reason i'm not going to sit here and say i didn't like game of thrones of course i did you know but i did stop after season three i stopped because i was like i actually got fucking bored you know what i mean i was just like i'm like so sick of these fucking annoying shit characters who are just kind of pissing me off and yeah i agree with you charlotte to a degree it is soap opera with dragons like and at the end it really revealed itself to be so to the point where i was like this is fucking trash you know what i mean however not many shows in the world have managed to become a water cooler phenomenon like game of thrones in fact the last one we saw before this which also cooked it even worse and is still going unfortunately is of course the walking dead and i'm still watching the walking you're yeah. still watching it oh <laughs> jesus christ and lost you know, as like, well um, lost exactly there aren't many of these and like but i think attack on titan is phenomenal right and i think like it may, it takes some bold bold it makes some bold moves like all these shows do right and like i just think especially season three part two the one that's just aired now up until if you want to talk about the basement reveal okay but there's a lot more that needs to be explained after that and that happens next so we'll talk about that later but up until that point the return to shingashina arc i think it's pretty fair to say is some of the best television i've ever seen in anything ever phenomenal stuff like and it blew reddit reddit just died it's got the highest <laughs> take this as the biggest grain of salt you've ever taken but highest karma rated on our anime on both the two two major episodes in season three part two who needs it's... emmys sam when you've got reddit gold like truly <laughs> hey man I... <laughs> let the people talk wow. yeah let i think that's a really talk. great comparison <laughs> 
Hero, the episode Hero is a perfect 10 on IMDb. There are only two, three episodes which share, which have the, uh, that score. One from Breaking Bad and two, game, and two Attack on Titan episodes. Perfect 10s. Doesn't look, again, of course, you can manipulate those and it's just fucking people like us going and voting, but it means something to people who vote like that, right? It, you, know, you, can, you can read, you can glean, so it's like Rotten Tomatoes. You can glean something from these responses, right? And I just think Attack on Titan for me, all I'm going to say to anyone who is, you know, our, our aim here is to get people to watch anime. Attack on Titan is a brilliant gateway. It's yes, there are some flaws. Nothing is flawless. I've, I'm yet to see anything flawless. The, the closest thing to flawless in anime that I will recommend is, a, is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, but I'll do a full episode on that myself because I love it so much. Flawless. But, Heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just absolutely phenomenal, especially as a gateway. I love those. Them, them's fun I words. I just feel yeah. like, so one thing that we have to. Reddit is Reddit's blowing up. I, this is our life, honestly, Sam, and I just yelling about Reddit. Sam, like, it's got gold on Reddit, therefore I win the argument. Love my man. I've never said that. Yeah, you have multiple times. I'm not. Not gold. Look, I'm just going to... I just wish that when you guys were growing up, oh, you had Reddit because... Too much. I, I, I could just imagine your household. like. Man, in, honestly, I'm, I'm on Reddit now. 10-year-old so I'm on Reddit because I wanted someone to talk to anime about anime with. So I, uh, Man, all I yeah. want is my cognitive biases confirmed, okay? Is that too much to ask? Yes. Is that too much to ask? I'm going to quickly just take it back to what we're talking about. In terms of genre, um, I think that it can't be overlooked that as you said, a phenomena. Game of Thrones is much larger in scale than Attack on Titan was obviously in the mainstream because it is a live action yes. HBO show. But we can't take away from them they made fantasy, like a full-on fantasy series with dragons, supernatural, that kind of thing, really accessible for the mainstream, which mm. is incredibly yeah. difficult to do. And, you know, there oh. are certain things that do do that. Star Wars, you know, obviously science fiction, not I'm saying a big like Harry Potters. People yeah. do love those vast worlds. But I think that Game of Thrones made it cool. And I hate to say that. I sound like the lamest person ever. Like it made it cool, but people were like, "This is cool." It was like the, oh, you know, the edgy it, show. It, it brought the dungeon masters out of the basement, <laughs> and, and at least they're allowed to visit the kitchen for a, <laughs> for a minute. There are dozens of yes. us, Brett. For a dozens, moment. okay. <laughs> are we thriving? Oh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's fantasy for grown-ups, right? Yeah, I think Game of Thrones. Obviously, there's so much to give it credit for, but rewatchability now isn't so strong because of the bad ending. I feel like we're all in isolation and everyone is looking for a show to rewatch. A lot of people I know are rewatching Lost, which is brave because it gets also has the same fate, but still Game of Thrones, unfortunately, because the ending has been a bit tarnished and people are still upset about it. I think it's going to take a big fall in our memory of like greatness. I think it's going to take people a while to remember how great they thought Game of Thrones was at the time until it comes around again, like 10 years later, everyone will watch it and people will we'll start to kind of pick it apart and talk about how good it is again. It's in a bit of a lull in terms of critic being a critical darling at the moment, but it's fresh. It's very yeah. Fresh. Yeah. That, but it's fresh. It's fresh. And, and everyone is also got to remember everybody was always looking forward to that time of year. The, uh, the old April or March, you know, turnaround where it was, we were just waiting for those 10 episodes. We to had watch dropping. parties. That's yeah. gone. That's gone. Exactly. That's gone now. I guess attack on Titan will probably have, I hope it does. It might have the same sort of um, ex experience because people have been waiting all that longer for it to happen. I think it will in the anime community, mo most definitely, most definitely. I mean, it's still like, it's nowhere near the, the mainstream uh, wide appeal that it used to have back back in 2014, 15. But like there's the, the core anime community is very much gathered around where this goes and how it finishes. One thing that right gives this show a massive edge to me anyway is Attack yeah. on Titan has got very original 
villains at the start. The mm. Titans themselves are like nothing you've really seen in anything else, and they make them ter- they're like goofy, but they're terrifying. They're terrifying, and but they're, fam- they're yeah. familiar. And I think that the White Walkers is kind of those Mister. They kind of just you know they're like snow zombies. Like I mean, I love snow zombies. Don't get me wrong, but they're great. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you're a human being after all. Sorry, of course. But um, I think that Titans maybe were something that were really, truly original, whereas I don't think Game of Thrones has much original about it. It's fairly run-of-the-mill fantasy. That's fair. I'll I'll back that. I'll back that for sure. But in terms of getting people on board, characters, everything, there's a lot to love there and there's a reason why everyone talked about it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a quick one as well on the the Titans themselves. In fact, Hajime Isayama has stated that he got the inspiration to write Attack on Titan when he was working in a cafe quite young in his early 20s and an extraordinarily drunk man came into his store and was unbelievably wasted and semi-abusive and he had to get him out and it was through that interaction with this unbelievably drunken man that he got the inspiration for the titans which is why they move the way they do and how how he got the whole idea for the show they're so familiar that's why but it is it's like a bunch of people just walking around trying to act so Mm, which is such a great impetus i mean (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, debates as well. Like, there's, there's debate ready online. A lot of people accuse Hajime Isayama of being a Japanese imperialist. A lot of people are accusing him of being anti-Semitic. There's a, there's a whole world here if you want to scratch that surface. So, I mean, just watch it for that, you know? <laughs> just try and get involved in all that madness, that uh, the discourse online, which is a, a black pit of despair. Yeah, I don't think people will want to get involved with that who are just casual reviewers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that sounds like, to, like, no, leave the... it alone. I don't want to watch that. Sam, see, you're see too niche for this show. See what it's all about, people. Get involved, okay? Japanese imperialism. Let's 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 okay. debate it. Okay, alrighty. Oh my gosh. I'm glad we finally got a balance on this uh, show as well, where um, Sam feels like he can go extreme, and we uh, spend the rest of the episode just trying to draw him. <laughs> and just like yeah. releasing apologies Scramble and back. statements. Like, <laughs> I, I think. Am I yeah. gonna? Uh, Am I going to get into Twitter flame war over this? I'm just talking about what is out there. I'm not accusing anyone of Japanese imperialism or anti-Semitism. I'm just saying what is happening out there in the discourse. I mean, I'm sure Game of Thrones has its own level. I'm sure there's a lot out there. I can't think of any from my head. I wish I had prepared better. Oh, the rape stuff. Absolutely. The Sansa Sansa and Ramsay Snow thing, which wasn't in the books, that caused huge controversy. Totally. Massive. And they they got accused of, of sexism a lot. What's Actually, while we're on um, representation of women sexism misogyny and fantasy which is obviously what's really hard about being a fan of most things fantasy even anime let's say it's not exactly the greatest of feminism but i will say that attack on titan has really strong female characters and there's kind of no i don't think gender really exists as a plot point there's no kind of like it just they just are soldiers and everyone's like one of the main female characters is the most powerful i think actually in terms of if we're going to debate about gender representation in a series attack on titan is much better much better oh yeah stronger yeah there's I'd some great female characters in game of thrones i mean there are still Larry. there are some great female characters and, and female archetypes even just even if they're not the most they're not the you know the softest characters like cersei she is still archetypal queen mother um but they're just the darker version hmm. of the queen you know that i stood i would still say she's a strong character oh, yeah, yeah she was she was great and look, yeah. I'm not one to be like, 
I'm a feminist and therefore every female character has to be strong-willed and powerful and they can't be flawed because I think that's a bullshit argument that I think no one agrees with and it's kind of and Cersei is probably one of my favorite characters in Game of Thrones because she goes there and also one thing just like on a side note is it me or was when the Lannisters when they were in power it wasn't that bad was it like was life for the everyday villager <laughs> that bad like i look here i'm just kind of like looking back Ooh. at this i'm like yeah they're bad people but did they run their like, i don't know and i was like was this a ridiculous war that killed heaps of like i would love to see game of thrones from the point of view of someone just in king's landing like having a great time and then just being like why is this war happening I, yeah well i will say that it's one this is one yeah. thing that both shows share and especially what attack on titan's about to delve into even further is the futility and the madness of war yeah. And the, the pure destruction and nihilism that comes with human nature's desire and propensity for war. Yeah. And it's what both shows do brilliantly. It's what they share. It's a theme they share. And in fact, I, I actually think Attack on Titan deals with it even better. That's true. Than Game of Thrones. But I think it's definitely something to, to look at. And it's to me the thing that keeps bringing me back to Attack on Titan, why I love it so much, is because it deals with this bleak subject matter like Game of Thrones but so so well and in such depth and you know they've got those wonderful hype moments like like Game of Thrones did too of course you know they both share the the great character journeys where all appears to be lost and then you know they turn the tide classic storytelling 101 but they both do that really really well and I, I personally think some of the the hype moments I'm using quotations with my fingers here in Attack on Titan, some of the best in all anime. I think that they both also have similarities in, as you were saying, hype moments, particularly in battle and how people play the battle game. And as we know, in Attack yes. on Titan, there's a great leader. I won't even spoil it. There's just a character who is very good at kind of moving the pieces, similar to how Tyrion is kind of represented in Game of Thrones. Yes. Yes. And yes. that is a part of the thrill. And Attack on Titan does that in a much more like time pressures. Like we, they, the, ad, the odds are always stacked way, way, way against them. Whereas in Game of Thrones, you get actually both sides of the battle a lot of the time, which is actually pretty interesting. Mm. And I don't know which yeah. one I prefer. Yeah, it, I, I think what Game of Thrones does really well is it plays with uh, moral ambiguity in the grey area better than a lot of shows have mm. ever done oh, yeah. because of that. that yeah, the narrative stuff is very helpful for that and it's very... Yeah, well, like I said, I mean, I stopped Game of Thrones in season three and then because of the sheer weight of the zeitgeist pressing down upon me, I had no choice but to pick it back up again. Um, Are you okay? Like, do you... <laughs> Not really. I, mean, I watched season four and I was like, oh, this is great. Oh, cool. Okay, no, yeah, I forgot that this is really good. And then it all went downhill. But, you know, look, I, I enjoyed Game of Thrones, but towards the end, I really think that I was watching it because I sort of felt like I had to so I could actually talk to people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if I'm being honest, like, it's not in my top 10 shows of all time. It's just not at all. It, it was a really good show, uh, especially in its first four to five seasons were very, 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 very good television. But I would say that the yeah, the ending just let it down too hard for me. And when you, I think when we really go back and look at it, I need to go back and rewatch it from the start, I think. I wonder I wonder how well it will stand up. Maybe, maybe it'll stand up really well. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Look, I'm notorious for like, yeah, seeing past what something has become and just really appreciating it for what it is or what it was. Uh, so, I mean, I would have Game of Thrones up there in my Top 10 would be pretty low down, but I definitely don't have a tackle Titan up there. I'm sorry. Not yet. Maybe I have to go back over. Maybe I have to go back over it. No, that's fair. I think um, there's moments of both shows that are up there with memorable moments of television for me in general. I would rate Attack on Titan higher than Game of Thrones for myself personally. Neither of them are in my top 10 though, interestingly enough. I do think for me, the moment that sticks out in my head 
if I'm thinking of both shows, I'm thinking of iconic moments and things I'm taking away. I think the ending of season one of Game of Thrones is fairly iconic because oh, yeah. that is a big build. I think that that payoff, and I think, Brett, you're right in saying that we got to know those characters. So when that did happen, that was a huge deal. So that was kind of that pacing was really rewarding. Earning that context. Yeah, was the pacing of season one, so rewarding. The rest of the pacing, I think, was the problem with Game of Thrones. They kind of tried to throw so many storylines in. I know it's hard when you've got different point of views and then you cared less and less as you went along and characters started making less and less sense and they started having less screen time, more for people, whoever was popular. Or they were, yeah, it was pop- Yeah, the characters became yeah. popular in the zeitgeist rather than in, in the mm. book themselves. Or not popular, but the the actual screen time had to get skewed. So the the fans of 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 the television Game of Thrones world were given something, and and it definitely definitely became its downfall in in producing television. That also, way. weirdly enough, it's funny that we're talking about a debate between an anime and an HBO series, like a live action fantasy series, albeit, and we're talking about how. The fan service in the live action one was a problem and not in the anime. There's no <laughs> fan service in Attack on Titan, but my God, season one of Game of Thrones, if I have to see another like poor actor just trying to get, you know, their first gig just in the background yeah. of like Littlefinger explaining something and just naked and like I, it just, the fan service in season one was, it was, yeah, it was like a horny teenager many, had written yeah. the series. Too many tits. Man. It was too much and it's funny that, this is probably the one occasion that this argument will make sense on the side of anime. So good on you, yes, Attack one. on Titan. Thank you for for yes. the representation. Um, God. Um, look, guys, we should probably start wrapping things up there for this week. Hmm. On that note, though, I think it's important to finish this conversation with just saying that um, if you do like Game of Thrones, you will like a lot of aspects of Attack on Titan and Yes. I think it's important to stick it out to the second season because a lot of tone changes and a lot of things start to make sense. It's a pretty quick watch. It's really like it's really exciting. There's a lot of hype. It's beautifully animated, except for some weird CGI in the second season, but don't worry about that. And the whole world building of it is as exciting as Game of Thrones. So I do think that this is a very strong correlation recommendation for that. So if you do love Game of Thrones and want to watch an anime, I recommend Attack on Titan. Yeah, it is definitely worth watching it's fantastic yeah so brett just quickly give us outside of the game of thrones analogy as as the gateway to anime man the man who is coming on this journey with us would you suggest attack on titan to anyone looking to get into anime oh i think it would actually be up there as almost number one just knowing full well what game of thrones did for a lot of people was as as charlotte pointed out was it, it gave fantasy genre a you know an opportunity i think this is the probably the the best anime to give new fans the anime opportunity. Great. Well, I think there here endeth the lesson, so to speak. Great stuff, guys. I'll catch you all next week. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, everyone.